You're listening to the Millennials Choice Show, Canada's most trusted podcast on all things real estate, finance, and entrepreneurship. Here's your host, Matthew Ablican. What's going on, everybody? Matthew Ablican here from the Millennials Choice Show. And today we are with myself. I am by myself today. Um, we've got Sarah, she's handling some personal things. Danny's on his honeymoon. Amir's getting married. So I am doing this solo. Now, today we have a very important topic. It's actually plaguing the Ontario new home market. We're seeing more and more of this come up, and this is a very, very important topic. So I'm going to be referencing the CBC News article with the headline entitled Home Buyers Are Set to Lose unprotected deposits of up to 150,000 after GTA developer refused licenses. So what does that all mean? Let's unpack that and let's get started right away. So we are seeing all across Ontario, there are a lot of developers, a lot of builders who are canceling their projects. We're also seeing news articles come out where some developers, they're not canceling their projects, But what they're saying is that since the market has appreciated so much and due to COVID costs being the way they are, we're seeing them come back to purchasers and say, we need an additional $50,000, $100,000, even $200,000 in some cases of money from you in order for us to deliver the product we originally promised. So that's what they're saying. They're saying because of COVID, We need this much money. Now, there's a few arguments. There's a few sides to the equation. And I want to give you both perspectives because at Millennials Choice, I work very closely with many developers and builders, people that build communities, thousands of units, people who build one-off buildings, people who build custom homes. So I have the experience I can share with you with their perspective, but also I'm going to share it from Uh, the consumer side of things and, you know, ethics and things like that. Now, I also want to talk about what you can do because many of you uh, inquire with us, you guys DM me and keep doing that. I appreciate that. We're running a business and you DM my my agents and my staff and you want to invest in pre-construction real estate. So many of you know that I started by investing in pre-construction real estate. Then I became a real estate salesperson I bought my first pre-construction condo when I was 19 years old, zero help from my immigrant parents. They came to the country mid eighties, built what they did for themselves, which is a house, two great kids, a car, and they never forced us to work, but they encouraged us to work so that we can have a better future. So I started by buying my first pre-construction real estate using part of my OSAP OSAP loan and some money that I had saved from working a couple of part-time jobs. And then I built this to a pretty significant portfolio today, uh, shortly, only 10 years into it. So it didn't take that much time and you can do it too. Now, so many of you inquire with us about buying pre-construction real estate. So I also want to talk about how to avoid putting yourself in these situations. And you can't 100% guarantee that something like this will not happen, but you could 99% guarantee that it will not happen. So, Let's get started. Now, why are some of these things happening today? Why is it happening now? And why has has it been happening all across Ontario? So let's start with the obvious reason. 
And sometimes this is what everybody defaults to. It seems like this is going to be what a lot of companies are going to be uh, using to shift blame, maybe even governments, maybe even medical associations. They're using COVID as an excuse. So how are builders and developers saying COVID is to blame? Well, supply chain issues, number one. So if it's difficult to get materials and products across the border, this is causing delays. This is causing disruptions in the construction process. Well, obviously a project's gonna get delayed. And if a project gets delayed, well, maybe that project doesn't become as profitable for a builder or developer. Another issue with the supply chain is that the cost increased dramatically. I'm hearing like, for example, if a shipping container was $1,000, now they're charging $8,000 and you need multiple shipping containers. So some costs doubled, tripled, 10X almost. So that's a big deal because you have to remember, builders and developers are running a business as well. So when you're running a business, you hope to make a profit. Now, the other thing with supply chain issues, and I'm seeing this happen more and more as we're entering brand new condos and homes that we've sold to our clients years ago, is that some clients are not getting what they actually picked or they paid for. So as an example, uh, one builder promised a client a 24 by 24 specific upgraded tile in their bathroom. They ended up getting uh, a worser product. It wasn't, it wasn't as good. I don't even know if worser is a word. I may have just invented that, but they got a product that they did not want or chose or paid for. They got a smaller tile. It wasn't as upgraded. And the reason the builder said they couldn't get the tile that was ordered is because of COVID. So that's another issue that we're seeing. We're seeing products being delivered to consumers, but it's not necessarily what they ordered or paid for. Now there are remedies for that. We're gonna talk about that later. We're gonna talk about the Terion Home Warranty Program, which ties into this whole thing. And we're gonna talk about the Home Construction Regulatory Authority, which governs these builders. Now, it's very important to know, for a home or a brand new condo, brand new home to be considered, um, you're able to occupy it, because some people might be listening to this and wondering, how does this happen? Why is it even allowed? The government basically says, if you have a sink and a bathroom where you can shower, that's, that's really all you need. So the, the requirements are not that stringent. So you, they could deliver an unfinished product. There are people right now in homes uh, by reputable developers, in some cases where they don't have their kitchen completed, they don't have certain items that, that were ordered. And you have to go through the process. We'll talk about that later. And I'll share with you what I've been advising my clients to do. And honestly, what I've been doing for myself as well, because I'm an investor as well. So COVID, supply chain issues. Now, the other thing that you have to remember in Ontario is the market these last two years, from 2020 to 2022, we're, we're in the, the spring of 2022, the market has drastically increased. So although I'm trying to remain as biased and neutral as possible, I'm just sharing with you the truth, what I know. I know there are some developers and builders that may blame COVID or may do certain things because they feel that something that they sold back in 2019, as an example, for 300,000, and now it's worth 550, they feel obviously they can get more money. 
So there will always be those builders and developers that do not act in good faith. We call it good faith. They will want to cancel the project or they will want to ask for more money, not because maybe their price went up or because the cost of delivering the product went up. Maybe not necessarily the case. They may use that as an excuse, but really it's about profit at the end of the day. So you hope people don't do that, but let's be real guys. When money is involved, anything can happen. Do not rule anything out. So those are some of the main points as to why these things are happening. Now, this particular article that I, I mentioned the headline earlier by a specific developer, you can read the article, it's all there. They didn't blame COVID or anything like that. In, in 11 years of me doing this, of studying and, and just learning as much as I can and building my own business, I've never seen something like this happen. So there's always a first for everything. So what happened was the builders sold these units a few years ago, maybe a couple of years ago, and they sold them without what's called the Terion license. So it's very important to know in Ontario, there's a not-for-profit corporation that the government created that is called Terion. Terion and now they've created a new arm of it, which is the Home Construction Regulatory Authority. Those two bodies offer consumer protection and they regulate the builders and developers. So you cannot, I repeat, you cannot build a home, a condo, any type of property that you intend to sell immediately after it's built without being Terion approved. You need to have your Terion license. So why is, is this important? For a number of reasons. One, it protects a certain amount of the buyer's deposits. It offers protection. Number two, it ensures quality control. And if there are any deficiencies or it, like, for example, we were just talking about the product not being delivered the way it should have been, Terion gets involved and they decide on certain cases. So that's very important. So it's a system of checks and balances. That's very important to have in any society, in any type of business. Now, why that's so important with this particular situation, and I said I've never seen it happen before, is this builder sold these units without having their Terion license. They thought, now again, this is what the article is saying. This is not what I think. They said and they thought that once they sold the units, they thought they were going to get their Terion license. That's what they said. What ended up happening, they didn't get their Terion license for whatever reason or reasons. And they're blaming that as the reason for why they are canceling. They canceled the project and why now some buyers are not going to be able to recoup some of their deposit monies. There are some of these buyers, if you read the article, and we'll post it in our, um, in our description, there are some of these buyers who put $250,000 worth of deposit monies because they were promised a certain amount of what's called cash back on closing. So if they bought a property for a million dollars, as an example, the builder had offered them at the time of purchase, if they were to put more money as a deposit, they were going to get a certain amount of, amount of money back on closing as a cash back. So they bought something for a million dollars. The builder said, if you gave us an extra hundred grand now, in two years from now, we'll give you 50 grand off of your purchase price. If you have the money, that sounds like a great deal. 
And I would agree that that sounds like a great deal and it's a great incentive to buy. So some people put upwards of $250,000 and because they're only protected by a certain amount of money, they are standing to lose a total, all the buyers, okay? They're, they're standing to lose $5.7 million in deposit money. That's crazy. It's a lot of money, guys. Now, we didn't sell at this project. We, we didn't work on it. So I'm, I wasn't too involved. I, I didn't know, or I just don't know, period, like what you know the details were, how much cash back people were being offered. But something really sounds fishy to me and skeptical, you know, I'm very skeptical about it because you didn't have your license as a builder. You offer these incentives to get more money from people. Those are usually red flags as to, you know, why I wouldn't recommend my clients to buy them. Okay. So they canceled the project. Now it's very important to understand when you're buying pre-construction condos, you have protections under Terion, the home warranty program, but then you also have protections with under the Condo Act. So it's, a, it's legislation that the government has put forth to protect consumers. Now, with regards to low rise, so anything housing related, anything without a maintenance fee, the protections are different. The funds are not being held by a builder's lawyer in a trust account, whereas in a condo development, they're held in a lawyer's trust account. So that money cannot be touched. We have a trust account at our brokerage. Monies cannot be touched because they don't belong to us. There's a system we have to follow when we're uh, writing checks from that account and returning monies to people, et cetera. Low rise homes without anything without a maintenance fee doesn't have that protection. So there's added protection with condos, okay? And the amounts vary in terms of the protections depending on what you're buying. So all of that to say what? Okay, what protections do you guys have? What would I recommend? Now, I made some of these mistakes early on in my career because at nine, I'm 30 years old now. At 19 years old, we didn't have YouTube, somebody trying to educate for free or anything like that. We, we didn't have, you know, people that were pre-construction real estate experts 11 years ago. Nobody was really selling pre-construction real estate. Projects weren't really selling in a weekend. They, they were taking years to sell. Okay, so pre-construction wasn't as popular. So I made some of these mistakes. The first property I bought, the one I told you about when I was 19 years old, that property was purchased by, from a first time developer. And we experienced a lot of problems in that building. I still own the property today. You're not supposed to get emotional about real estate, but I love my first property. I don't think I'll ever sell it if I don't have to, just so one day I can show my kids, my grandkids one day, this is how, it all started now, but there were a lot of problems. So back to the point, there, there was a lot of problems, not because, you know, the builder purposefully did something, but they were a first time builder and developer. There could have been some things that they overlooked. Practice makes perfect. Somebody with 30 years, 40 years of experience will obviously know things that the person who's just starting out doesn't know, but that doesn't mean builders with lots of experience don't make problems either. It happens all over. So, what are some things that I would recommend you do to avoid putting yourself in a position like these buyers did? And what would I have said to them at the time of they were, they were making a purchase or thinking about making a purchase? Number one, I would say work with a real estate expert 
who focuses and specializes and has the experience in pre-construction real estate. That is not your necessarily your daddy's realtor. That is not necessarily your best friend. That's not your cousin. That's not somebody you know necessarily. It could be, but most of the time it's not because I can speak from experience. In all of Ontario, there's about 30 to 50 real estate agents and brokers that specialize in new construction and that have those relationships with developers. We are one of them. And it's a very small circle. Whenever we go to these events, we, we know each other, the, myself and the other agents and the brokers and the owners, we talk, we network, we know each other. We're on good terms. We, we help each other out. It's a very, very small circle. So I've worked at 11 years trying to develop these relationships and I continue to invest in myself and my business so I can better help my clients. So work with a reputable, credible, experienced pre-construction realtor, okay? This, if, if, for example, if you came to me and said, I wanted to buy at this project, I would be doing all my research. I would be doing a bunch of things for you to find out if this is a suitable investment. As soon as I looked up the builder's name and I saw the cancellations and I saw that they don't have their Terion license, I would not, rep I personally would not represent you at this site. I would say go work with somebody else or go on your own because I do not feel comfortable. I would not buy here. Therefore, I do not recommend you buy here for these reasons. And therefore, I'm not going to put my name and Millennial's Choice's name on the deal. That's what a great broker does. They protect you. Number two, if somebody bought these properties or one of these properties and they signed the deal, now what's next? They have 10 days, because I believe these townhomes uh, were, were actually protected under the Condo Act because they have uh, a maintenance fee. They would have had 10 days to review the contracts with their lawyers. So anytime you buy a condo, you guys, any condo or anything with a maintenance fee, it's covered under the Condo Act. The Condo Act says that you have 10 calendar days to review the contract with your lawyer. If for whatever reason that those 10 days, your lawyer finds something that is a red flag, they're going to go through it with you. They're going to advise you. And then you make the decision. But let's say for whatever reason, you back out of, out of the deal. You don't pay any penalties. You don't lose any deposits. You just walk away. It's very simple. And actually a lot of contracts have that. Um, I recently ordered a, uh, a water filtration system for my home and it had 10 days. I read the fine print, 10 days. I could change my mind. No issues. Okay. So a lot of um, contracts do have this in place already, but it's important to remember when you buy condos, you have that protection. So you need to not only show the paperwork to your lawyer, but you need to find a good real estate lawyer that knows how to read pre-construction contracts. This is very, very important. Not all lawyers are cut from the same cloth, just like not all realtors are cut from the same cloth. I just told you there's 30 to 50 realtors that have these connections and these experiences. There's about like 70,000 realtors in the Toronto real estate board alone. That's the, the biggest all, all over Canada, maybe all over the world, I believe. So 
what does that tell you? Not everyone is cut from the same cloth. Same thing with lawyers, okay? You need a real estate lawyer, not a corporate lawyer, not a family law lawyer, not a litigation lawyer, a real estate lawyer and a real estate lawyer who specializes in pre-construction real estate or has that experience, okay? They would have told you to not buy here. They would have advised you not to buy here. I guarantee any good lawyer would have said that. Number three, and this is the most, in my opinion, the most important one, that is do your own research. I can't stress this enough, guys. We sometimes feel like we're babysitting people. This is your investment. This is your money. You need to do your own research and make sure what I'm telling you, what the other person is telling you, what the lawyer is telling you, what the builder is telling you, what the sales representative for the builder is telling you, what your bank is telling you, what your mortgage broker is telling you, what everybody's telling you is correct. And not only correct, is suitable for your needs. You need to do your own research. If you just typed in the builder's name, you would have not bought at this site, in my opinion. At least I would not have. So doing your own research is extremely, extremely valuable. Now, the regulator, Terion and the Home Construction Regulatory Authority, if you go on their website, they have awesome, awesome resources that you can use. Uh, even if you're a realtor listening to this for your clients, we, we share a lot of their resources with our clients all the time. They're free to use. They are here to protect the consumers and regulate the builders. Now, if something were to happen, for example, the product was delivered and the product is not what it is, depending on the situation, the builder will probably have to compensate you or come back and make changes. We're going through that right now with, with a builder and I'm helping a client out. So there is, there is different protections that there are different protections, I should say, for the consumers. And you wanna consult with Terion. You wanna consult with the Home Construction Regulatory Authority. And we're gonna put the links to their websites in our description as well. But you wanna consult with all these people. You wanna make sure all these parties are acting in your best interest. You're buying a home, you're buying an investment, you're buying a place to live. This is not a small decision. And you know what? You typically cannot fall back and, and blame the realtor and blame you know, the, the builder and blame the lawyer. Now, sometimes you can because they purposefully mislead you. And just very quickly, my brother Danny, before he left on his honeymoon, was telling me he was speaking with a potential client of his and it was a lead. And she told him that a realtor told her all closing costs, all closing costs across Ontario for pre-construction real estate, whether it's a condo, a house, whatever, is $80,000. And he's like, where did she get that from? The potential lead said, I don't know. I don't know. That's what that realtor told me. $80,000 to close a pre-construction condo or a house? That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Okay, the number can range anywhere from, you know, zero, which it will not be zero in my opinion. It'll be, you know, maybe 5,000, 10,000 on the low end. And it could be, there's no ceiling. It could be as high as whatever it is because there are some charges in there that could be enormous. But to say that everything's going to be $80,000, that's wrong. It's just point blank walk, okay? 100% of Guaranteeing you guys that are listening to this or watching this, 
it's wrong. Okay. So Danny was telling me that story of what that realtor told him. So the point is you, you can sometimes fall back and, you know, sue that realtor, sue the lawyer, whatever the case may be, because they purposefully misled you or they just didn't know what they were talking about and acted like they did and didn't get you the right answer. But most of the time, what's going to happen, like these people that are in this article, they're going to be stuck. They're going to be stuck. And some of them are paying interest on home equity lines of credits because they use those to buy these properties. Some of them are, are not able to go back to work. They were planning on retiring. And they're stuck now. So they don't know what to do. So it's very important that you do your own research and you assume responsibility for everything that happens in your life. Now, this is happening all across Ontario, multiple builders and developers, typically the smaller, the smaller builders, uh, some of them that are, you know, not really, they don't really care about their reputation, they're no name builders. Um, it's happening, it's happening everywhere. And it's a problem. And I think the government's going to probably get, you know, step up and get involved a little bit more and put some more regulations and rules, which I personally think is a good thing. I personally think it's a good thing because sometimes you guys, uh, for those of you who haven't bought pre-construction real estate, I, I have many units. Um, it's like the wild, wild west. You know, picture those old cowboy movies. They just ride into town and they have a beef with somebody. So they, they meet up and <laughs> try to shoot each other. It's like the wild, wild west sometimes and i think some some more regulation to make sure certain things don't happen is very important you know i don't think a builder should give keys to a house to a buyer and the kitchen is missing i don't think that should be allowed let me know what you guys think uh, if you're watching this on youtube comment below um but the point is it's happening so you need to protect yourselves as best as you can and those are some of the three main things you can do Let's recap it. Hiring a, a real estate specialist who specializes in pre-construction real estate, hiring a, a real estate lawyer who specializes or has experience with pre-construction real estate and doing your own homework and your own research. Those are some of the most important things you can do to avoid being in this kind of mess. Okay. Now, comment below. Let me know what you think. And I want to make this very, very clear. I don't agree with what's going on necessarily. And I don't necessarily disagree with certain situations that are happening because COVID did disrupt the supply chain issue. And there is truth to that. However, this is not to say pre-construction real estate is not a good investment. It's done wonders for me and my family and hundreds of our clients. Clients, have, I've seen them become millionaires because of pre-construction real estate. I've gone through that myself. And it's not that it's a bad investment. It's about knowing how to buy, where to buy, and when to buy. So in my opinion, do your best to buy from a trusted, reputable developer. There are many out there, many reputable developers that I wouldn't even hesitate to buy from. I look forward to buying from them. Number two, I would buy at a specific project where location Obviously, location, location, location. Everybody talks about that. But the location is very, very on the high end. So what do I mean by that? Close to public transit, close to universities. There's more development coming, close to major intersections, lots of employment. People are moving in. They're not moving out. Lots of schools, family-friendly, investor-friendly. This is where I would, you know, what I look at when I analyze a pre-construction deal. 
And typically the deals we show our clients, I'm usually buying at those projects as well. So pre-construction real estate is not a bad investment because if this is happening, it could happen to anyone, but there are things you can do to mitigate that. Like I said, where you can be in a position where 99%, you're, you're good, you're fine, okay? Now, if you're interested in learning more about pre-construction real estate, we do have other podcast episodes and other videos on YouTube that you could explore. We talk about that. And we're always happy to speak with you one-on-one, learn more about you and what your goals are and what your needs are, and then advise you from there. At Millennials Choice, we are a real estate brokerage. That's our core pillar. We also are a mortgage brokerage. So we work with all the big banks, all the private lenders, all the B lenders to approve you properly so that you know where you stand financially. And then we're also a life insurance company. And that comes usually later where we help you plan uh, we help you go through the estate planning process. So if you enjoyed this video, I was by myself. This is one of the first times I'm doing it. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, share it with your friends and family, download it and subscribe to our YouTube channel, smash that like button, and we'll see you soon, you guys.